growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host. Hey, it's GQ here. Thanks for tuning in to the How We Solve podcast. Today I have with me Manuel DeWitz, a great friend and founder of Valleyman Consulting, customer engagement lead at G-Core Labs, public speaker, and a startup mentor for pitching, brand awareness, and social media. Welcome to the show, Manuel. Thank you very much for having me in the show. Yeah, I know that we've been wanting to do this interview for a while now, but you know, before that, you were in Dubai, you were in Ukraine, and, and by the time we caught up, I think this was at the start of the pandemic, wasn't it? Yeah, actually, it was the signal for us to say, okay, now we will have time to do it. Yeah, it's been really crazy. So I, I would love for listeners to get a you know good understanding of where you're at now and what you're up to. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit of your background. So, yeah, I have a very strange background because originally I'm from Belgium. I started my career in Japan, which is a big step. And when we say starting my career in Japan, you have to go back in 1994. Japan was like only electronic stuff. We knew about Japan only the cartoon, like Goldorak and stuff like sushi were not even here. Where no sushi, it's like normal here, the normal. <laughs> So yes, I arrived there in 1994 and start to work as PR, public relation, in a huge company in the show industry, like entertainment industry. And I did that for two years. Then, yeah, it was tiring because it was like almost like 17 hours a day, seven days a week. I came back to to Belgium at that moment, and I was hired by automotive uh, company which was Renault, not BMW at the time, 18 years uh, working for them as B2B sales. And I was integrating a star sales program where they were like teaching us about how we will sell B2B in the future. During 18 years, I've been doing that with kind of a su- success. And then, yeah, some private trouble arrived, a huge divorce where I lost completely everything. Uh, but oh, when wow. I say everything it's everything i was sleeping in my car you know and it was not it was not even my car it was my company car so i find a way to protect even me and the company uh, by taking uh, two years of break in my career and then i went to ukraine and i start a new career from the bottom i started a new career in the it industry where i'm not a technical guy and I start my last salary, if I remember, seven, eight thousand euro in Belgium. And I accept a job as a junior sales, uh, IT sales guy for $250. And I start from this. And yeah, that's, that's how I decide to, to build my own brand. Uh, that's how I start to, to say I have stuff to bring to people because I was seeing in the IT industry completely no knowledge about selling, about building relationship, about engagement, about how to communicate with people. And that's where I start to realize that, yeah, those guys at Renault, they teach me well. <laughs> cool. And, and, and I think that's like the problem that we're going to be talking about today. And, and you've just shared that, like you, you came from a background in the automotive industry and you moved over to the IT industry. So, uh, you know, it will be really, really good to identify and understand and rather how you 
build your own personal brand in a completely new industry in sales and marketing? Like, what are, what are the steps involved? So first for me, it was to identify where were the weaknesses of those companies. And when you have been trained on relationship, on building relationship and dealing with a customer and uh, how to influence customer, then you can identify really quick those weaknesses. Then even with the customer for IT, the way I was communicating them, engaging with them, it was completely different from what they have experienced it with Ukrainian company, with Belarus or even Indian uh, companies. So I was kind of very quickly becoming friends with the prospect, with the customer, just because my way of communication was not like, hey, I'm selling this. You want to buy? Give me your credit card. You know, it was completely yeah. different. And I brought this and really quickly some, some success was this. So that was the first step, analyze the weakness. Then I was like, okay, where is my background and everything they teach me by in the automotive? How can I transform this in, in this IT industry when you, you need to sell uh, those servers? And it was really surprising for me because even with no background, technical background, the same techniques were working. So it was really interesting for me because I'm coming from a time where uh, there was no Facebook, no internet, no <laughs> emails. Yeah, we only had the telephone and go ring at the doors, you know? So mm -hmm. my third step was like, okay, we cannot do that anymore at this time. We are like 2017, 15. I mean, we cannot do that. So I start to really dive into social media and mm -hmm. how I can use social media for me to sell. And how I can use social media for me to be popular. So when I reach out to someone, he already know me. Yeah. In, without knowing me, but he already saw me somewhere on a social media. And how I can duplicate this constantly. After that, another step, because at one moment you are limited. I work a lot of hours, but at one moment it was really limited time. And I had more and more people asking me to help them on this. So at one moment, the game was not discovering how to do it. It was discovering how to automate this. Mm, so okay. I give the impression that I'm always there, always active, and maybe I'm sleeping, you know, or I'm traveling. <laughs> <laughs> so those were really the step. And then there is a, a guideline in all this is that, uh, oh, I never changed my personality. I always been, and everybody who know me will tell you this. I always been available, whatever was the time. I used to say to my customer, I mean, even if you don't buy for me, if you want to call me, if you have a problem with your wife, if you want to speak about the last movie you saw on TV, you can call me anytime, even at three o'clock in the morning. Of course, at three o'clock in the morning, I will answer you. And I will tell you, hey, John, maybe tomorrow morning at seven o'clock, I can call you back and we can discuss it, you know, but I mm -hmm. will answer you. I will answer you. And people don't understand that, but that was the main stuff on my branding. Being available, I never hesitated to give before expecting anything. People who know me know that they can always ask me something. If I can do it, I will do it. 
And at first, my wife telling me, are you stupid? You're too good. You're doing, you're giving you advice for free. But few years after, no, no, my wife said, man, you were right. Everybody is ready to help you. Everybody is ready to, to work with you because you did all this. I mean, just because I really enjoy it. Yeah, and then also yeah. people know I'm a true man. I mean, for me, at one moment when I had a really bad problem, I lost everything. I decided, uh, I saw uh, an interview of uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, the actor, <laughs> American. Yeah, yeah. Where he was explaining, because we were like, people were asking you, but what is your your envy in life? Is it money? Is it uh, famous? And he said, and he told us, and that kept inside of me forever. I want to be a good husband. I want to be mm -hmm. a good father. And I want to enjoy all the minutes left in my life on earth. That means every morning I'm waking up and I'm happy. And it changed those three steps, this guideline in my life, thanks to him, have completely changed my mindset. So I don't see the world like most of the people and people say you too optimistic but i see really the world like and it never failed for me never failed i see the world like yeah there is always nice stuff to do and yeah those steps and this guideline helped me to bring me where i am and uh, where where i have almost everyday proposition and people treat me well because they know that it's going to be the, the same in the other, other side and that's how you build also a great network that's how I have sometimes like I can talk with top people. Some people I ask me, how do you know him? You know, and I say, well, because one day I sent him a message and we decide to talk and then we had a conversation and we kind of friends, you know, we know each other. So also now people are asking me, oh, can, can you connect me with these people? So yeah, my job from purely sales and marketing completely change. I'm more like a connector right now. And I feel really good about this. And I really like where you're coming from, where, you know, when building your personal brand, you're looking to give a lot more value versus taking it. Because I think there's always that kind of fine line with people who, you know, who basically build their own personal brands by giving value to the community. But some people might view it as a way to, to sell, like depending on how you tread that topic, what's a good way to ensure that you don't cross that line? When you share content, when you offer value to people. I have some kind of trick in my mind about this. When I always think about giving this impression, I'm not going to sell you something. I'm not. But I'm going to do everything to give you envy, to buy me something, to buy something from me. And okay. this is completely different. This is a completely different communication. This is a completely different mindset. And I have, during my speech, I always say, stop sending email or messaging through LinkedIn. That whatever you wrote, for example, through social media, whatever you wrote, it's like, give me your money. People don't <laughs> like that, you know? People don't like that. When you create a message for those people, try to, to write something like, Hey, I don't want your money, but I'm going to make you so rich that you're going to give me your money by yourself, you know? And when you have this mindset and you create every communication based on that, believe me, it changes everything. 
So I'm, I'm not like trying to sell something. And yes, I mean, we are all in sales and we always try to sell something because we need to bring food on the table. But there is so many beautiful ways to do it. And imagine the way you feel when someone say, hey, Manuel, we had a nice interaction. We communicate really well and you never try to sell me, which is wrong. I always try to sell him something. But I didn't give the impression of selling something. And he said, you know, I feel comfortable with you. I'm going to buy. I'm coming back to you because you gave me such a good impression. And it was so nice to talk to you that I'm going to buy from me. They don't buy the product. They don't buy the service. They buy me because I give mm-hmm. this, this feeling that they feel comfortable with me. I, I know that you're pretty active on LinkedIn, right? I, I think on Facebook as well. Do you see that there is a huge difference if we're talking about different social media platforms for different kinds of audiences? But, you know, when we talk from a B2B setup for IT, which is, I guess, where your main focus is right now, uh, what social media platforms would you recommend people to expand their presence on when they're building their personal brand? Uh, I would say for sure I'm mainly active on LinkedIn because before the boom who happened like one year or two years ago, I mean, it was an amazing way, not as a sales tool, but an amazing way to do networking. I mean, I always took LinkedIn not as, as a sales tool, but as a ne- networking tool. Yeah. And if you come back to the base of LinkedIn, it was like a ch- exchanging uh, CV. So it was yeah. the basic, it was a networking tool, not a sales tool. Now, two and a half years ago, we assist in a shift where everybody used LinkedIn for, for selling. And uh, you could see I have uh, like a thousand of templates of uh, like crazy message. I want your money, you know, this, this kind of whatever they wrote. It's like, I want your money. And yeah, for the moment, I can see a switch on LinkedIn that people get bored of this. So people are getting more reluctant, which is a huge opportunity for guys like me, because we got the people answering us and while people get people banned from, from the network. But experience on this show me that you need to be present on every social media, every social media, maybe not so intensively. I'm less intensive on Facebook. I have less intense, uh, less content and stuff like that on Twitter, for example, or I have some Instagram also, but combine all those combined, believe me, it open door. And again, it's not a question of like direct messaging. It's a question that people see you and you mm-hmm. enter the man. If the guy see you on, if you wrote a message on, on, on LinkedIn and the guy see the next day that you start to follow and it's the same picture on Twitter and, and the same picture on LinkedIn, your face, that's because that's what people see at first. Then you enter already his mind. He know you, he saw your message, he saw you on, on Twitter, he see that you are interested. It's like little step by step, you enter his mind. And at one moment, believe me, it never fails. At one moment, if you continue step by step, it doesn't have to be all the time on the same platform. But if you build step by step, if you take the phone also and you call his secretary, not him. Me, I do some cold calling, not to speak with this person but to speak with the secretary or his assistant or someone in the company. And I know they're going to say, no, it's not available. That's not the purpose of my call. My call is to say, 
hey, yes, I'm trying to reach this person. I send an email or I contact him on LinkedIn. I understand he's full busy. Can you help me here? Just can you give the message that Manuel, the guy who sent him his message on LinkedIn, is trying to call him? Can you do that for me? And believe me, those people, they have no scare because you didn't ask them to pass you through. Uh, you didn't get ask them to, to do something really like, I don't want to do that. Maybe I'm going to have a problem. They just have to say, hey, there is a guy, Manuel, but he called and just asked me to give you the message. You know? Yeah, yeah. The guy have the message. He's going to go back. Believe me, 99% of the time, he's going to go back to LinkedIn or Twitter. He's going to look at your profile. And that's a signal that he gets interested. So when you change this game of communication, and when you are the only one, there is not a lot of people doing this this, this way, then believe me, you get more discussion with people. And it's not magic. It's just like, yeah, you know, everybody's scared to open the doors, uh, to take the phone, and uh, you, everybody say, uh, I, I will look stupid, you know? And yes, we look <laughs> stupid. So what? I mean, the goal is to get money at one moment. So, so and, and you have to beat that, put that back in the context. I'm a super introvert person and I'm a shy person. But at one moment, I realized that staying home in front of TV, not doing communicate with anybody will not bring me to success. So, mm-hmm. yes, every morning and even before I go on stage, I need to work on myself. I need to go in front of the mirror. I need to call my friend and he has to tell me, yeah, you're going to crush it. It's going to be good. You're going to be okay. People will love it because from my insight, it's not me. So, and we, we spoke many times and when I'm with people, I mean, I have to force myself. It doesn't look like forcing, but you will never believe that I'm a super introvert. But believe me, that makes a lot of sense. That definitely makes a lot of sense. And in line with what you shared about that perspective that, that, that you got from Matthew McConaughey's uh, interview, mm-hmm. right? So what's your own personal mission statement that drives you every single day? Is it similar? Is it close to that? It's funny because for a long time now, uh, for a few years now, I'm, I'm more worried about what are people are going to say when I'm dying, when I'm dead. You know, at the funeral, I would love to be like a, a little mosquito watching my funeral to see what people, how people remember me. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to leave a good impression to each person that I've met one day. At my funeral, if this person comes, he say, hey, I didn't know him as very much, but that was a great guy, you know. And this is really like, I know it can be like a bit uh, speaking about that, but for me, this is really in terms of being a good wa- uh, husband for my wife, being a good father for my children. And for me personally, it's like enjoy the re- every single minute until I die. I, I truly believe that will bring at my funeral people to remember me as a nice person, maybe not the richest guy, maybe not not the the most successful guy, maybe not the most popular guy, but he was a good guy. 
No, the, the idea that, that uh, was that like how you want people to remember you by like when you visualize yourself at your own, at your own funeral. That, that's, yeah, that, it, that, it, it, it's known, but I don't remember who said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I read that somewhere as well, but I can't remember where. So if people want to find out more about how they can grow, like, I guess, like, like for those people who are just starting out, who are already in the process of, of growing their own personal brand, what are some resources or books or videos they can check out? There, there is there is a lot and the good thing right now is that you can access knowledge for almost free go on youtube because that's how i start uh, go on youtube watch some guys and i know they're not going to like for me personally for example gary vanetruk i didn't like him gary v but little by little i was watching and watching and and different people i met at the same first impression but later on, when you start to listen, it was like, damn, this guy really understood something, you know? And still, people don't like it. There is many books right now. Uh, one book that changed also a, a perspective because remember, from no internet, I had to start with internet. So I, ne I needed to translate the prospecting uh, techniques to internet. So one book that really um, touched me was Predictable Revenue from Aaron Ross. It's not applicable to every business, but you can take some stuff. There is many, but yeah, if people just send me a small message on LinkedIn and say, oh, can you refer me a book? Uh, I can give a list of books. And right now, one thing, a book I will recommend to everybody. And really, it's like, I will say, change maker uh, book. It's never split the difference from Chris Voss. Believe me, okay. reading this book is going to make you forget everything you learn about negotiation and everything you need to have a win-win situation. <laughs> okay. Yes. Believe me, okay. it's a must. I like how you said that. Okay. Very, very cool. Uh, and, and just just before we close off the show, we were talking about G Core Labs quite a bit, and, and you know, I think we never really touched on G Core much. You know, I, I know that you're currently running a, a promo as well for the How We Solve listeners. So, yeah, if, if you'd like to touch on that and share that, yeah, sure. I mean, if someone needs a content delivery network or needs a hosting or dedicated server or a cloud solution. Yeah, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, you type my name, Manuel Davids, on LinkedIn or on Google. It will appear on the first page. <laughs> then contact me. Say you were listening to the podcast. And if you want to try one of our services, I can give you a free trial of any of our service. Just try it. You like it. Perfect. You want to buy it. Then you come back to me and I'll put you in contact with one of the salesperson. But first, it's important that you try it and you like it. All right. I love that. Well, hey, Manuel, this was a super, super informative interview. I really enjoyed everything that we've talked about today. And I, I know that for sure that this would be really useful for a lot of people listening. So thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Really, thank you for inviting me. And GQ, please succeed to do it. 
Is your e-commerce growing so fast that you can't keep up with supporting your customers in real time? Serve them better in any time zone and language. They will thank you with higher conversion rates and repeat purchases. We build and manage your own dedicated customer experience team of live chat and support agents. Get started today. Visit ltvplus.com. That's ltvplus.com. Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.